Shafee. Shafee, are you there? Good evening. As a duly designated representative of the city, county, and state of New York, I order you to cease any and all supernatural activity and return forthwith to your place of origin or to the nearest convenient parallel dimension. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. You know what those smooth sounds mean? That's uh, Brian, a little birdie named Brian Benitez telling us that it's once again time for One Magical Hour, a Matthew and Schaefer Podcast Spectacular. My name is Schaefer Hall. I'm joining you from here in East Austin. There are six parrots on the bird feeder right now, and I'm so glad to be here. Time for me to welcome, you know him, we've investigated the matter and it turns out he does have to live like a podcast like a refugee he uh he's a former stalwart of the children's folk singing circuit he's matthew rampy monday monday ba 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 podcasting day ba, ba, ba. great to be here shafey oh it's great to have you is, is that song Meant to indicate that you have a case of the Mondays, or are you just singing about Monday? I'm just singing about Monday. All right. I, I'm. I mean, it is Monday. Uh, we were just talking about the difference between recording a podcast on a Monday afternoon as opposed to a Saturday night. <laughs> Saturday night. There's just a. There's a different feeling, a different energy, a different vibe. I'm not sure which one's better. But we're here for you. We're going to have some fun today. No doubt about that. If you know which one's better, get at us at feedback1magicalhour.com. We're going to take that case of the Mondays, and we're just going to we're just going to leave it on a bench in a train station somewhere, you know, for someone else to find, call security about, get freaked out. The point is, it's not our case anymore. It's that case is in someone else's hands. Goodbye, Monday. Because it's time to podcast. Hello, Tuesday tipple. Hey. Should we talk about the things that happened at the end of the last cast where it sort of seemed like we were going to go into another cast? <laughs> when we started the next it's cast. Like, it's like you can't get off a phone call. And Absolutely. then I made, a, I made a reference from our childhood about a difficulty of getting off a phone call where we would call our friend Dave's house yeah. and we would start chatting with his mom, who's a lovely woman, yeah. uh, but difficult to get off the phone with. Or get Dave on the phone. <laughs> great conversationalist. Totally, totally. Those were I, I enjoyed some of those forty-five minute rambles. Uh, Never knew where you were going to go. Yeah, uh, you and you know you probably would end up not talking to Dave. Uh, there was that. There was well, and then the the topic of that of that desperately trying to get off the cast was you you brought up. Right at the very end, like right at the bleeding edge of the cast, you were like, oh, you know what? I, I meant to talk about conspiracy theories. 
sounds just what everybody wants to hear. <laughs> exactly one hour in when poor Travis is trying to go to work. Well, yeah, I wanted to circle back on that. And I'm still, you know, because that's what's been bouncing around, you know. First you had your QAnons talking about what's going on there and about, you know, fake COVID. Oh, and now you have... What's QAnon? And now yeah, you, what's QAnon? And now the left wing is just so paranoid. Everybody's so shell-shocked from just being constantly lied to that now they're like, oh... I think maybe is this some kind of conspiracy? I don't even know. So that's that's where we're going, and then and then people are being sensitive about this. I think that uh, all right, we're, it looks like we're doing this. Uh, I think that the casualty here is a good, fun conspiracy theory. Uh, I think humans are inclined inclined to look for patterns in things. You know, even where they they may not be there. But we try to find them. That's where our brains are set up to do. It's part of how we protect ourselves as a species. It's part of how we improve our species. And it's part of how we have fun. So uh, to let these guys let these guys take our conspiracy theories and ruin them, every, you know, everybody knows that QAnon's a joker, that those people know that they're joking, they want to wreak havoc, and, you know, that's, and that's fine. We can't control what, you know, the average person thinks or doesn't think. Uh, you know, they, you have to depend on, uh, I don't know, I guess we have to depend on reality to uh, to overcome. I'm not sure. But anyway. what you're, I think what you're talking about, though, is the difficulties in deciding what is real now. Because of the way we uh, ingest information. See, though, I think that we know we know what's real. Uh, you know. Oh, but so much doubt can be cast. Yeah, of course. On what? On what? What? I mean, that's part of what's so magnetic about a conspiracy theory is that there are there is real evidence involved in all of them. And I think considering all the different possibilities is part of. How you come to the truth. So, I don't know. It seems to me like people are saying, you know, any conspiracy theory is dangerous and bad. But to me, that's like saying that, you know, too much violence on TV is bad or, you know, uh, you know, playing games, you know. Like at some at some point, you got to depend on the human mind to to do what it, it it's evolved to do, and that is sift through all this stuff, figure out what's best for itself and for uh, you know the longevity of the species, and and do that. You know, although then you can just pile on uh, things like. Things like uh, climate change and stuff, and realize that you know we we have trouble thinking in any sort of long term. Which uh, anybody who knows me knows that I shouldn't shouldn't be wagging my finger about that. Uh, point is, <laughs> there is a point. I have, I think, I have more faith in humanity than a lot of people. Mm, I don't know. Yeah, see, I get trapped in that too. <laughs> 
at the in the darkest hours, I'm like, you know what? I think we're gonna figure this out. I'm, I'm just full of like doe-eyed hope. And I and as many times through history as I've seen the intelligentsia crushed by the by the thuggish, brutish masses, you know. You can uh, say fascist. It's all right. Still, it's a safe place here. I still think that. Um, I still think there's a lot of good people out there and that that uh, logic and reason are going to prevail. I think that the arc of history is moving in the right direction. Um, you know, you just got to play the long game and, and not let it not let the next haiku from Q dictate how you're feeling today. About how it's gonna, look, I'm, I know things seem dark, yeah. but there's hope. I want the podcast to be a shining beacon of hope and, in dark and, times. And for God's sake, people, don't let that Q guy co-opt haiku. Write some haiku of your own. <laughs> I only used it because it rhymed. Write some haiku about the parrots in the backyard. Write it about the about how beautiful October is coming down upon us. And everybody, gonna... everybody is really out of sorts right now for all the reasons, and. I was thinking about it over week over the weekend, like especially with the election and our system of government, whereby you can't complain if you don't vote, you must participate. I fully agree in all these things, but we we all crave control, and our our lives are this whole structure of the illusion of control, and it's just not there. Like we it, we're not in control, and there, there's so many people on the planet and there's so many viewpoints and man, you can't get, you can't, it's just frustrating that you want to assert some control over something like the political process. But in the end, you really, it feels like you really don't have any control and, and becoming comfortable with that situation seems like to me personally, the best way to handle it. You know, it's like not not thinking you're going to die, but knowing that you're going to die. And and I feel so much better writing about it like that, but it's tough. Anyway, let's, <laughs> let's bring the podcast out. You know what? We should always start with the most grave stuff and then move <laughs> progressively to conversations about mocktails in the garage fridge. We'll have to, we'll have to run that one by a producer, Grace Hall, who is, probably already stopped listening to this podcast <laughs> because we started with the heavy stuff but uh yeah get at us and if you have strong feelings about if you have strong feelings about this stuff let us know you know you can use the email or the voicemail as an outlet to uh get some stuff off your chest and you know maybe we can if you have any uh uh you know other stuff to say on the matter we can address it here and or not but uh, definitely use all of the outlets you have to get these things off your chest. That's definitely what Matthew and I are doing right here. So, so feel free to do the same out there, One Magical Nation. Uh, this is about us taking care of each other. Definitely. Man, it just it got heavy. It got real heavy. I. Give this. Me is, this I got something that has nothing to do with politics. Fantastic. Let's take, let's go. I was not. I wasn't even doing the main New York Times crossword. I was doing the mini crossword. 
and I I I learned something. Uh, I learned a brand new thing from, uh, or it's brand new to me. Apparently, it's actually a little out of date. But do you know what the word in the English language that has that has the most definitions? It do you know? <laughs> Oh. Do you know which word in the English language has the most definitions? Oh, this is so such a great add-on to our word of the day deep dive into how many words there are in the English language. No. <laughs> yes. What word has the most definitions? Well, according to the crossword, it was set. Oh, which, huh, interesting. Uh, you know, if you start to run through them, you know, you got your... Volleyball. Got your TV set... Got your volleyball set. Yeah, you can set it up, say in a volley in a volleyball game, or you can or you can set it down. That means something else entirely. And then you're all set. I'm all you can, set. You can be all set. Huh. You can be all, and then maybe it's time to sit down and watch the old set. Uh, you know your TV set. Uh, maybe you're maybe you're not the jet set, but the she- old Chevrolet set. Watching your TV set. I think I'm going to try to work set into my vocabulary a lot more now that I know how versatile it is. However, according to... Are you ret to jet? No, I'm all set. According to Melanie Glusak of Insider uh, circa January 10th, 2019, says, you know, I try not to do current news articles at any time. Uh, At some point... At some point, oh, it looks like as of 2011, uh, set was replaced in the OED by the word run. So set had 430 definitions. The word run has 645 definitions. Oh, my. Is is that because of some kind of technological innovation? You got it, buddy. Computers running programs. Uh Cars running on electricity. Mm. Uh, Just as I start using set. Rappers running the jewels. Right. You know? Those guys got a new track. It's real good. I. <laughs> that's why they were much on my mind. <laughs> is it the one? Is is that the is that the same one from the from that movie about the kids being chased by the Scottish guy uh, across the Scottish Highlands? Do you know what I'm talking about? No. <laughs> No, I don't. I don't think so. This one had. Um, uh, who's the lead singer for Rage? Z- Zach. Zach De La Rocha. Yeah, th- this track I heard had. Um, it was it was Killer Mike and LP and Zach De La Rocha. I I, I heard it on uh, KUTX. We may go out with that track soon. Lawyers uh, be damned. Lawyers be damned. I said he be damned. Actually, I had a bit of electronica that I wanted to go out with today. Uh, speaking of going in and out. Oh, by the way, we thanks again to Alex Battles who opened the show today. Yeah. With and that was <laughs> Alex not only created a theme for us, he made multiple versions of the theme, and they are going to be so useful in so many ways. Like so, when we need to append five extra minutes to the program, <laughs> we're going to play the long version, the one from the LP. Long play for you kids. Just in case. But today, to the, the 007 tight version was the uh, 
open the program today. Alex, lo- loving it. I find myself like <laughs> one magical nation. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm humming it uh, in my spare time. Do you want to keep talking a little bit about words? Uh, I thought this whole I thought this whole podcast was about words. All right, words, words. They're all we have to go on. What podcast contains the most words? <laughs> is it one magical hour? We're doing our best. See, we're, we, we have a whole play on the numbers game because our podcast is myriad, but there's just one in the name. <laughs> kind of a bait and switch. People are like, oh, I have one magical hour, and then all the words cascade, and they're like, oh, maybe I don't... Uh, I gotta be somewhere. Excuse me. Uh, yes. I am still looking. Up Set. If you, if you give me a give me about another thirty seconds of vamp. Okay, I got thirty seconds of vamp on me. Um, this one time, my friend called me up, and he was like, "Yeah, bro. Yeah, podcast." I was like, man, I don't know, bruh. And he's like, nah, bruh, I'm recording. And I was like, yeah, bruh, yeah. Let's do it. So, I was talking with listener Holly in Chicago about, uh, about you recall a certain, a certain news story that provided... Uh, <laughs> Seem to have provided the uh, all of our American population with a bit of Schadenfreude. In fact, apparently on on last oh, yeah. Friday, mm-hmm. inter- internet searches for the word Schadenfreude were up three hundred percent, which I find a hilarious well, statistic. Well, if, if you will recall, and I know that when I'm talking, you're not listening, but um, I I mentioned Schadenfreude that same day i believe you did. You definitely and did, i yeah. as a segue into that's not our um that's not the word of the day yeah i was one of those searchers yep it's so great that this is holly from chicago because i had a little like chicago house playing before that uh, that goes to you holly and that inspired me to because i know there are a lot of other words i was talking with her about how there are a lot of other words uh from German that don't necessarily translate to that don't have a direct translation to English, but describe some uh, funny some funny feelings that we might have or some odd feelings we might have, like uh, fisselig, f i s s e l i g, uh, <laughs> refers to being flustered to the point of incompetence. Oh, which is what happened to me at the beginning of the last podcast when you <laughs> told me about your former band. So that's really useful. But my favorite one that I found is actually not German. It's Jagen, which is Y-A-G-H-A-N. Jagen is the language of Tierra del Fuego. Oh. And I'm going to do my best. Tierra del Fuego dialect, huh? I'm going to do my best with this translation. Uh, And apparently this is, uh, you know, I don't know if it's officially or unofficially, but it's in the Guinness Book of World Records for the most succinct word. Because the the word is Mami Lapinata Pai. Mami lapin, ma, mami lapinatapai, mami lapinatapai, 
Mami Lapanatapai. That's the best I can do, folks. Mami Lapanatapai. Mami Lapanatapai. Uh, so that is the Yagan word to describe a look shared by two people, each wishing that the other would initiate something that they both desire, but which neither wants to begin. <laughs> oh, man. It's like dinner time in my house. All right. And... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Excuse me. It's who's going to cook dinner at my house. <laughs> or, you know, two 12-year-olds trying to kiss. Uh, or, two, or, or two awkward 44-year-olds trying to kiss. Uh, I guess uh, I guess that says something about you and I, Matthew, that you went to cooking dinner and I went to kissing. Well, I, I mean, I I agree with you that the first <coughs> thing that that brings up is like a an unrequited romantic moment, but um, <laughs> but I immediately thought of who's going to cook dinner. Would you like a delightful Scottish word? Uh, every day, go. Tartle, T-A-R-T-L-E. Tartle. Tartle is that moment of hesitance before introducing someone because you can't remember their name. <laughs> right. Mm. Uh, I can tell you this, super, super fan Manish tartles his way through this world. <laughs> is that right? Yeah. Huh. He, is, he is notorious for that. I'll use, just... I'll use it in a sentence. Um, Schaefer tartled the intro of the last episode. That's, uh, yeah, I, uh, I turtled because of, uh, my Fessilig. I thought after our latest quiz, you'd never forget me. A nice, uh, a lovely Japanese phrase. Koi no yokan. Koi no yokan is not quite love at first sight, but refers to the feeling of meeting someone and knowing that it's inevitable that you'll fall in love with them. In other words, it's the premonition of love. I think that that is like a shade of the meaning, you know, like we say love at first sight and it would encompass that. Yeah. And, you know, of right. course, these are all, these are all translations. So we could. Yeah, that's probably busted, busted you know, translation. You could, uh, you could throw a bunch of words at the, at the wall and still never have an exact, an exact definition. We got a Russian word, razbliuto. This is kind of the opposite. Raz, R-A-Z-B-L-I-U-T-O, razbliuto. 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 And this, I think maybe this, I don't, I don't, I don't know if you could say this says something about Germans versus Japanese. Razbliuto. I thought is you said it's Russian, right? Yeah, sorry, Russian, not German. Razbliuto is a somber word referring to the feelings you have towards someone you once loved, but no longer do. Oof. Dark. You know, and I, my, the thing to remember about these words is like, everybody has had all of these feelings at some point. You know? Uh, that's... It really goes to show how words have no meaning. That's what I try to remind myself when I find myself in any in any relationship and i'm not talking about romantic relationships necessarily it could be a you know it could be a political relationship with your neighbor too i uh i you know 
try to remember that we're not always feeling the same things at the exact same time, but throughout the course of our lives, we generally, we generally do. And there's some, some exceptions to that. Like I really, I don't think that I could ever understand uh, what it's like for a black man to walk down the street in America, you know? Uh, but there, so there are some exceptions, but, uh, you know, in terms of, in terms of romantic stuff and in terms of, you know, certain, certain political things, uh, it would do us well to remember that we've all felt some Veselig and we've all felt some Koine Yonoken, some of us. There's just like a... There's just like what you're saying is like just a range of universal emotions yeah, that, that people, people are like, going to feel throughout their lives. And these emotions are so complicated that, you know, words like they, they some cultures haven't even haven't even quite put word, you know, put words to them, you know, and some sometimes those words end up being really long. And sometimes you need a lot of words like on a Monday afternoon when you're just trying to figure it all out. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yes, indeed. Yes, indeed, my friend. So there's um, this this words conversation is just going to continue forever. So, uh, but I do want to segue into what I see as a very interesting bullet point on the show sheet today. I'm going to highlight it. Do you, do you see my highlighting? I do. You want to announce it to uh, the gang? I, well, I don't know what you you put it on the show sheet, so no. I, I was I was gonna let you say it. <laughs> oh, well, but I told you not to read from the show sheet. Last episode. <laughs> okay, I'll read from the show sheet. Jameson as podcast administrator. Yeah, so you got it. I I, I had a lovely conversation with uh, our friend and co uh, co producer emeritus, along with my sister of the show. Uh, you know him for the. Uh, it's actually you. You, you know, know him from OG feedback. You know him and love him. He's the reason that he's the reason that there aren't quite so many poorly fired drops in this podcast. But uh, had a great long conversation with him last night, where we both, you know, we've been living in different towns now, so we're just always excited to talk to each other. But you know, Jameson has been doing this thing. You, you remember I read the article uh, about Matthew Posey. About Matthew Posey. Uh, so he was really fired up about that, and he discovered that he's really enjoying doing these interviews and talking with people about their art in a way that he never did through his whole acting career. He felt like he was just an actor, and it was, and he treated it like a job. And you know, and a and a director would tell him, "All right, you do this and you do that." And you, when you're in that situation, you want to, you kind of want to keep your own opinions about art out of it, you know, so you can be clay to be molded to whatever production you're involved in right i'm your clay uh, you mold bring, me if you bring too much of your own stuff then you're not going to jive with the whole production and it's not going to be a good performance so now that he's been doing this so what he's been doing out at texas tech is uh, a master's degree in arts administration with a focus on theater but it starts all starts with the art so he's been asked to do things like create an artistic statement that describes how 
what you intend to do with your art in the world, you know, which is the first time anybody's asked him to do that. Um, so he is really excited about that stuff. And he's started to like, think about what it, what it intends, what he intends to do with art, not just for one production or one play or something, but over a lifetime. And he's been really excited about our podcast and he's, uh, really excited, uh, about, uh, interviewing people, particularly artists. He's really excited about helping art in the world and then using that to help define his own intentions for what art should do out there. Uh, so all this to be said, he, uh, is going to create his own, uh, or, or our own, uh, nonprofit organization to help out, uh, to help out theater folks and to help out podcast folks and to help out musicians. Uh, it'll be a way to, uh, uh, you know, it, he's going to kind of, the idea is that he might kind of turn this into his thesis for what he's doing out there. Um, he can't quite, his, his initial plan was just to turn our podcast into his thesis. He's <laughs> like, I'm going to do everything I can to, you know, uh, to market this, get these guys grants, push them through. Uh, oh. And get it to where it can go, but the thing is, there's no real theater involved in that. There, uh, what? Excuse me, sir. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I bid you good day, sir. Maybe Jameson. Maybe that's your uh, next article: is the theater of the podcast? Because uh, there's definitely some. I've already got there. podcast thespian on my res. <laughs> uh, Tell me, yeah. there's no theater going on here. <laughs> The other thing he he brought up like one frantic night during the quarantine when I called him and I was like I've had this idea he was like I can't tell you too much about it it was like I was like I'm gonna have to have you sign a non-disclosure agreement before I tell you anything about it and just I had I had woke up from this dream where uh, it was a it was a fully realized dream where these uh, convicts were in this uh, simulated reality where they were stuck until they figured out uh, what was going on. Oh, Maybe that feels a lot like what I'm experiencing right now. Yep. They didn't even know. And well, yeah. And, and then, but when I was laying there in the dark, I had the stream and I wrote it down in my uh, iPhone notes, you know, in its entirety. Uh, and then I started thinking about it and I was like, this could change uh, the way the way we reform prisoners in the world I, like in my frantic midnight my frantic midnight thoughts about this I, I was like we can do away with prisons and make uh, you know criminal rehabilitation a better a better thing you know I was 100% sure that this could happen uh, sounds that's, perfect so that's Jameson in his wisdom has asked me to scale that back to a 60 minute uh, 30 to 60 minute play uh, and he's going to use that in his uh, in his studies as well so look at you helping Jameson with we'll his be, with his schooling you know while he helps me out while he helps uh, frantic frantic uh, overhyped midnight Schaefer out that's probably the he's probably helping me out more than I'm helping him out but I'm glad he's stoked about the podcast. 
Yeah, and that's the that's the most thing. Like it was one of those great phone conversations where we, we you know, you kind of hang up buzzing and you know ready for the next thing. So, well, so I'm excited for that. Yeah. Well, after a tight 35 minute opening, I think it's time for everybody's favorite news cruise. Probably talking about the day's news. Yep, it's time for another news cruise. And today, I'm doing a, <clears throat> I'm doing an A B. I'm doing a two sides of the coin. I'm doing a maybe an opposites. <laughs> Let's call it opposites. The, some polarity here. It's two stories about social media. And uh, it's one is a poor use of social media, and the other is a delightful use of social media. We're going to start uh, with my favorite media outlet, the BBC, and this is from the um, this is from the uh, Luton and Dunstable area of uh, England. I think that's somewhere in the Midlands. It's in the regions section. Yeah. Uh, uh, the headline reads, Pure Jim, sorry for unacceptable slavery post. Fitness center operator Pure Jim has apologized unreservedly for an unacceptable Facebook post from one of its gyms about slavery. The Luton and Dunstable Jim said, Slavery was hard, and so is this, regarding a workout designed to celebrate Black History Month. Jesus. <laughs> In a statement, Pure Jim said the post was wholly unacceptable and was not approved or endorsed by the company. The workout entitled 12 Years of Slave, after the Oscar-winning movie with a similar title, included 12 different moves such as burpees, push-ups, and box jumps. You can, As you can imagine, many people were outraged and they let Pure Jim, which... Now that I've heard their Facebook post, sounds like uh, something with the Aryan Nation, pure Jim. Um, what I'm shocked about here is at a time when, as a Western culture, we are re-examining things. This this can't this surely isn't just tone deaf. Like the marketing team behind this is ex- displaying a, a level of ignorance that hardly seems possible it's almost absurd right like and maybe it's because they're from the midlands of england and their country wasn't built on slavery they think they have some sort of leeway to joke about it Uh, i don't know um really poor form and your use of social media pure gym bunch of jerks um and that's a bummer (laughs) but i want to turn it right around from with a, a story from CNN. Um, I was so excited to see this on the sheet. You did add this to the sheet, right? I did. Because I, apparently I, I mean, I yesterday I was like, we need to talk about this, and then I forgot to add it to the sheet. So well done, my friend. Add, I've add, been I've been being pretty diligent about writing down notes in in the moment and and grabbing things. Um, This is from CNN. Gay men have taken over the Proud Boys Twitter hashtag. (laughs) 
The Proud Boys hashtag, which members of the far-right group have been using, was trending Sunday after gay men on Twitter hijacked it and flooded the feed with photos of their loved ones and families with me. Yes, (laughs) Proud Boys! so fantastic. Um, All of these boys with so much to be proud of. I love this, and I had never thought of this as possible. Like, if a group is using a hashtag... You can just have a like a guerrilla group overtake that hashtag and suddenly turn it into a, a different meeting. Well, there was a story about uh, about a month ago when uh, it was right when uh, was, I, I'm sorry, I said a month ago. I have no idea. Oh, you I have no sense of time. Uh-huh. <laughs> when when the when the Black Lives Matter protests were uh, kind of crescendoing. A bunch of Korean pop fans took over the White Lives Matter hashtag and just <laughs> blasted Korean pop videos all with that hashtag to where, you know, anybody, because people try to use that hashtag to organize, actually, say, like, all you White Lives Matter protesters, let's meet over here. Uh, but you would they would try to get on there and then just see Korean pop videos. <laughs> so. I love this because it felt like last week that the Proud Boys were getting so much free press. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's really a pretty poorly named group now that if you if you revise, if you think about it, guys, Proud Boys sounds like something from the Castro, you know? Yeah. So, uh, so and- good job, gays, again. Here's and, to all you, yeah. Here's and these to all you sto- boys, you have lots to be proud of. Keep keep those uh, sexy photos coming. We love them. I want to underscore that both of those stories are in the continued vein of our undying support of the Black Lives Matter matters movements and our and our obviously undying support of the LGBTQ community. And our yeah. And good I'm- good job, Alphabet Soup general dislike for those opposites like proud boys white lives matter whatever whatever else they might be calling themselves whatever ridiculous hate group you're involved with (laughs) it's okay to just quit and go to the other side by the way to start that yeah if there's any right-wing proud boys out there it's a bunch of people who like like to like other people so you know yeah Yep. Take it Lots of love. Um, international correspondent Schaefer Hall here. Uh, Schaefer, what, what have you been working on today? Oh yeah, this is this will be going out to our one Australian listener. I guess, I'm guessing that's either Casey or Jenny. Hello to whoever that is down there. If it's if it's Casey, what's wrong, Jenny? You don't like the podcast? If it's Jenny, Casey, come on, get with us on the podcast. <laughs> what's going on, guys? <laughs> Uh, I'm excited. A lot of you probably know that I have an affection for the possum, uh, the Western Hemisphere's only marsupial. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Schaefer has a large tattoo of a possum on his forearm. And I have a gen- general affection for marsupials. I am pleased to report that Tasmanian devils, who are also marsupials from Down Under, uh have been reintroduced 3,000 of them have been reintroduced to Tasmania and uh, these guys these little guys are super cool uh, they kind of look like a, a cute cute combination of a possum and a raccoon and they have these super strong jaws that they that they use for all sorts of things 
ones for tearing up carcasses. They have 11 different uh, 11 different calls. I should have probably tried to pull some of these up, some Tasmanian devil sounds. Uh, but uh, they that's, that's how they came to be called Tasmanian devils, is the sailors coming by Tasmania hearing these bizarre noises. I'll cut some in afterwards. All right. If possible, I'll, I'll I'll look for some and see if I can cut some in. Oh my god, that makes me so excited. So, uh, they but they also they use these super strong mouths socially too. They kind of you know use them to establish dominance and they'll like get at each other's faces. And it started this crazy cancer uh, that that only hit Tasmanian devils, and uh, it was. Uh, it was using, you know, because they were using, they used their mouths so much on each other, they were passing it really easily. It got out of control really fast. It looked like they were going to, they were not going to make it. So scientists pulled a bunch aside and they started kind of selectively breeding them because they realized that, that a small group uh, were resistant to the cancer. And then once they had enough, they're putting them back in there so that the, that these Tasmanian devils can survive. And it's just a super exciting, super happy story. If you I like, like them, that story. If you, you know, do they spin out of? Do they, <laughs> they, do they yeah. spin in a frenzy they, when they do? When they kind of tear all the newspapers up in the room. Because if not, we've been lied to. <laughs> Another conspiracy theory shot. And they they make they make great tattoos. Everybody knows that, uh, especially if you like have a nice. Tasmanian devil giving a peace sign, and you, there's, there's some great irony there for you. Um, I've got that fun. as a tramp stamp. And who doesn't love? God, I wish that were true, Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> that would make me so happy. I like. I, I don't have any tattoos, but I like comedy tattoos. I'd get a tattoo for comedy. <laughs> At a boy. At a boy. Okay, so there's your Tasmanian. I have one other story for you guys. Uh, you have might have might have. Man, that's a it. long news cruise. This is like a cruise to Fiji. Uh, to, to and back from Tampa you to know, Fiji, <laughs> around the, around the Cape of Good Hope. We took the we took the cruise around the harbor, and we were you know we asked the captain. We were like you know we had so much fun, and we still have some we have still have some un, unopened bottles of whiskey and tequila. Can we go around the Can we go around the harbor again? The captain was like, sure. Put that thing in reverse. We're out there again. It's never just a three-hour tour. We're cruising. We're having a little time. Maybe Matthew's playing a little bit more of the theme song behind us right now as we move into... Oh, oh no, not the, not the Chicago house. <laughs> That's good, too. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you guys noticed, but Matthew and I did not talk very much about football this week. It's because both of our teams performed terribly and look like their seasons are basically over. Uh, adios Texans, adios Cowboys. Yeah, garbage. Why even bother anymore? However, I'm going to still watch football. There's a hilarious story. I just happened upon this in the Insider when I was looking for those uh, word stories. I'm going to watch football because I'm out here supporting the players taking a knee. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't. I didn't see this happen last night. But last night during the 49ers Eagles game, the referee was trying to set the football. You know, at, at wherever it was down. Uh, and uh, while no one was looking, the 49ers run offense, it looked like maybe they had picked up a first down. While while no one was really paying attention, the nose tackle for the Eagles just put his foot out 
and just gently pushed the football back like two inches. <laughs> so it was behind the <laughs> it was behind the first down marker. I love that. <laughs> and then they I ran. Mean, I don't love that it's the Eagles, but <laughs> I watched of some of the... He got caught. There are cameras everywhere, so he got caught, but. It's delightful. Did he get flagged or just caught? I'm not. Later? I'm not sure. I'm not clear from the story uh, whether whether uh, he got away with it or not. It's not clear, but uh, he, he was definitely found out after the fact if that was the case. And uh, former uh, one of the notes here is a bunch of former NFL players basically came out and were like, "This guy's doing the right thing." He's like. Gamesmanship is part of the game. If you can get away with it, go ahead and do yeah, it. Win at all costs. Fact, former NFL player Emmanuel Acho says, "If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying." Emmanuel Acho with it. Yeah, Acho. yeah, yeah. I like that. That's so, fantastic. I watched a little bit of that game. It was a, it was, it was quite a scene, because the Eagles are feckless ostensibly, but they they did end up prevailing. San Francisco has oh, issues. That's San Francisco. Yeah, they've, they've had injuries, right? I guess Garoppolo's out. Like, I, I, yeah. I, I think that happened like week one, and so they had, they had the backup in Mullen, and he was just, oh, he was just essing the bed, and so that he got pulled, and so they had the third string guy in there. Uh, I wish I could call the guy's name. His first name is CJ. Um, he had he he led them to a touchdown and got them back into a position where they could win the game and there was like a there was an end of game drive where he was trying to take them down the field and was doing pretty well but then he ended up throwing a, a an interception you know like uh it was pretty exciting but the the Eagles won it was a really weird score too it was like 25 to 20 the Eagles have a they're one of the teams that has a tie this year. But I think I think with their record of 1 2 and 1, they have now moved to the top of the NFC least. Congratulations yeah. to them. Good stuff. God. It's terrible. Well, in the everlasting quest to figure out what this podcast is about, and we've talked about these are these are some of my themes personal positivity encouragement, comfort, communication. I just wanted to say something to the, to the nation. <laughs> uh, listen, if you're in a funk, just know that you can get out of it. If you're in a funk band, you may be trapped. <laughs> and uh, as always... Remember, the poor the choices, the sweeter the wine. Spectacular.